Rise and it's changing lives. I wanna live till I die, make a difference, right? I wanna give those in need a reason to fight. I wanna live every day like it's my last night. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Muscle Experience, the podcast to help you shift your lifestyle in the areas of mindset, movement, and nutrition. That way, when you lose the weight, you get in the shape, you achieve the goals that you're looking to achieve, it'll sustain you for a lifetime for the long haul. So that no more of this fucking yo-yo dieting and the, the this and the that and the carbs and none of it. It's all gone. It can all suck fucking Anyway, anyway, that's my thing. That's my spiel. And that's the episode. Good talk. Okay. <sighs> today's episode is actually not going to be that. Today's episode is not going to be that. I'm actually going to talk about nutrition today, though. Um, so where are we going with this? Well, first things first, I just want to say, guys, I have been, uh, I am so pumped because I released an episode last week and it has more downloads than I've had in a week. I don't know for sure because I haven't really checked, but I have a lot more downloads in a week than I was anticipating. It was actually six days ago and I have way more downloads than I've ever noticed in a week's time. So thank you all for downloading and tuning into the show. I appreciate all of you guys. If you guys take anything from these episodes, please leave me a rate and review on iTunes. And I think there's, I'm pretty sure there's a spot for it on Spotify now. It really does help me grow the show, help the people reach more people, all the things. And it gives people a lot of context as to why they should listen to the show. Um, you know, think about it like this. If you go on Amazon and you find a product that doesn't have a review, but you scroll down, you find one with good reviews, you're more likely to buy the one with good reviews, right? So pe giving people that context as like, hey, like this show is pretty good because Tyler talks about this, that, and the other thing. It really helps me. Um, could go such a long way for me to reach more people, help more people and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, that's really what I'm after here. Um, help as many people as I can. I get absolutely nothing in return from doing the podcast episode from like a financial thing. Like it doesn't help, at, at least from my, where I'm at right now, I haven't noticed that it helps my business at all. It does help fulfill me though, for sure. And the more people I can help, the better. So if you guys can help me with that, I would really appreciate it for sure. For sure, I'd really appreciate that. So that all being said, um, actually, you know, maybe I just go on this for an extra minute here because I get a lot of people who reach out to me. They're just like, yo, like, I love your content. It's awesome. You inspire me. <laughs> and while that's flattering, I'm pretty sure most of you are full of shit because, um, and maybe you're not, but what people don't realize is liking, sharing, commenting, bookmarking content on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or anything like that goes such a long way for someone who's creating content, who's using social media to build their platform, to sell their product, to sell their service, to sell whatever it is. That kind of stuff goes such a long way. You have no fucking clue. So like maybe you don't want to like someone's post because you don't want them to see that you're liking their shit, but it goes such a long way especially if you actually appreciate their content. If you don't, then maybe you should just unfollow them. But if you appreciate their content, if you like what they're doing, and this doesn't just go for me, this goes for any creators out there, any businesses that are using social media to build their platform, um, it goes such a long way. And smaller businesses and stuff, it's a lot harder to get noticed. You ever notice how the ads that you get are more like big, big food, big advertising and all these things? You're not getting an ad from some online health and fitness coach who works for himself in his basement in New Jersey. <laughs> You're getting big box gyms. Uh, here's this diet. Here's this pill. Here's that thing because they have more money behind them. Every like, every comment, every share, every um, bookmark helps people like me, not just me, but people who do the same thing as me using social media to grow their business, to grow their platform, to ultimately help better the world. Or at least that's my perspective on it because you know what? <sighs> 
So let's talk about nutrition today. I made a post on the somethings, all the platforms about nutrition, and I'm gonna give you guys, I'm gonna give you the, I'm gonna give you the details on how you can create a meal plan for yourself. Um, one of the things I got into when I started coaching was I am not writing you a meal plan. So if that's a turn off to you, it is what it is, but I don't do it because me writing a meal plan for a client will not allow them to sustain their health long-term because now you're depending on somebody else to tell you what to eat instead of you discovering what's going to work well for you. Now, having someone guide you towards what will work for you is a different story than someone just writing a meal plan here, just follow this. Like, no, that's not how your boy rolls. So um, with that being said, since this is how I coach, like one of the, the cool things about the, my style is it's made me at least come up with like a criteria. And I was walking one of my clients through this, through this today, so it's fresh on my mind. It, uh, game, it, it forced me to create a criteria for which people can just fill in the gaps and understand what works well for them. And then from there, like it takes the thinking out of it for you. So you don't have to worry about like your carbs and your macros and the this and the that. Like here, here's a basic blueprint. If you follow this, I will almost guarantee, I can't fully guarantee because I'm just not that good. Um, I can almost guarantee that you will see some type of results from it. You will start to see um, results from your workouts. You will be healthier. You will feel better. You'll probably lose weight. You'll probably look better. Um, again, I'm using those terms loosely because I cannot guarantee a goddamn thing. And I am just a guy with a microphone and kombucha today. It's so weird having facial hair. I felt it as I put the bottle up to my mouth. So here's the basic blueprint for creating a meal plan for yourself and how to go about it. With that being said, at the end of this, um, I'm going to give you guys, I have something that if you stick around for, uh, you can get a little free gift from me if you're, if you're down. So hold on, I feel like I got to sneeze. So I'm going to wait a second on that one, but <laughs> not cutting it out unedited one, because I don't care. And two, you know what? I got to be honest. There's a part of me that does care, but I'm a one man crew and I didn't realize how much, how time consuming all of these things are, which is why I really don't do the podcast as much as I want. It's wild. So, okay. So nutrition, like how do you get into a groove with this? How do you break this down? How do you set something up for yourself? So first things first, guys, you need to determine a few things. You need to determine a few things. Um, you can do the same exact thing that I'm about to do by tracking calories and macros. If you want to go down that route, I don't think it's a bad idea. I just don't necessarily think it's necessary. I think it's useful to track your food and understand what you're eating and how it affects you, but it's not necessary to know every last calorie, every last macro. If you follow these basic principles, you will be okay. Okay. So here's what you do. First things first, you have to decide. Okay. Actually, let me take a step back before we even go down that route. You whole foods, whole foods, whole foods, real shit that isn't chemically engineered. It's not heavily processed, minimally processed at most. So things like olive oil, coconut oil. Um, I would, I personally, I don't know if everybody would, I personally would like throw like peanut butter in here, like natural peanut butter, not Jiffy. That shit has poison in it. Natural peanut butter. I think Smuckers, so it's like a big brand that has a natural peanut butter. So that is the category I would float um, real foods in minimally processed comes from this earth comes from this planet um like even if you're gonna going down the route of meat like processed meats like lunch meats stay the fuck away from them they're gonna jack you up um even like some of the pork meats 
out there. I don't even know if that's the right way to phrase it, but like Scrapple and stuff like that. Like, you, look at the ingredients, guys. Like, the, the ingredients, I'm not wearing it. Um, my friend Holly McKinnon from Small C Bar is, has like her catchphrase. It's like, marketing, li- marketing lies, but ingredients don't. It's so fucking true. You're, the ingredients, ingredients are going to tell you a whole story about that product. And if you can't pronounce it, you shouldn't eat it. That's just my personal opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, whole foods, real foods, like if you're going down the aisle of meat, try to get quality uh, grass-fed, grass-finished beef. Um, what's that one for? I don't really eat chicken or turkey. I don't really eat white meat, but um, what is it? What is it? Free range? I don't know. I feel like it's nah, maybe free range. But like if you're getting eggs, like pasture raised, it's probably the same thing for chicken. Pasture raised is the way to go because the marketing on these things, like, fr- uh, if, okay, so I'm going to... Um, I'm going to cliff notes this. I could not, I might not be 100% accurate on this, but if I understand it correctly, free range essentially just means the chickens have the ability to go out outside, but it's really not that much time and it's really not that much space to have a lot of time to run around in. Conventionally raised eggs are they're trapped in a cage all day. Stay away from that shit, please. Spend the extra money. It's worth it. So you got conventional, you got cage free. You say free range, you got cage free, which just means they don't live in a cage. That's it. It doesn't necessarily mean they're good for you. They're just not in a cage. And then there's pasture raised. Pasture raised means they actually have X amount of space to go roam around so they can consume like dirt and grass and worms and and the things that chickens are supposed to eat, which gives us the nutrients that we're supposed to have and or can, and uh, they get sunlight, which is huge because we all need sunlight, guys. So go down that route for what you call it. If you're getting um, seafood, wild caught is the move. I can't believe they farm fish. That actually really blows my mind. Um, again, just try to go as natural as you possibly can. Do the best you can with what you have. Walmart these days has grass-fed beef, has bison, stuff like that. So um, it's out there. It's actually relatively affordable, generally speaking. So if you can swing it, your body will thank you. My personal opinion, and that's all this is, it's totally worth it to spend the extra money on these things. I, I personally do not spend anything money on anything but food, and my grocery bill is stupid. You guys would probably throw up, um, but I have never felt better, so there's that. Okay, so that's that. Quality, quality, quality. Um, whole foods, real shit coming from the ground, not actual poop, although there might be some nutrients in there. Who knows? Okay, so now that you know, we're, we're, we're picking from a majority whole foods, like nine, 80 to 90%. I would say lean more towards 90, but you know, some of you people like to eat whatever, so 80 to 90%, let's just call it there. Next up, determine how many meals you wanna eat in a day. If you don't know, then you're kinda fucked. And it's hard to say like, oh, you should eat three, you should eat two, you should eat four. Like, no, what does your life look like? Because I personally can, I'll better yet, I'll make the time to sit down and have five meals if I need to eat five meals. I did that at the end of last year when I put on like 15 pounds, but now I'm just eating like two to three sometimes and I'm fasting for like 14 hours because it's just the, the season of life I'm in. So, how many meals can you eat in a day? Be re- like you, you got to figure out what, what's going to work well for you. If you can't eat four meals, then don't tell yourself you're going to eat four meals. If you can only eat two, eat two. That's fine. Once you know how many meals you're going to eat in a day, um, you want to divide the amount of protein up that you need in a day beyond those two meals. So again, if you're eating three meals and you got to eat like 120 grams of protein, divide that up. So it's uh, 40 grams of protein from each meal, and you can just ballpark it, right? So this is what I suggest to people because everyone's like, oh, I don't want to eat the same things every day. Okay. You people make it so difficult because you don't want to eat the same things every day. So this is what I would suggest. Come up with a list of like six, seven, eight, 
different sources of protein that are the amount you need in a day. So like, you know, um, half a block of tofu, um, 40 ounce or 40 ounces, four ounces of salmon, six ounces of chicken, um, eight ounces of beef. Like these all equal whatever it is. So that way you can just rotate them in as the week goes along. And so you have a game plan. The most important thing is to be fucking prepared. Preparation, guys, is gonna go such a long way. It's going to make your life easier. It's gonna make your life easier. It might seem like a little bit of work up front, but in the long haul, think about it. I spend two hours, and I'm actually not knocking time off this now. It's awesome. I spend two hours each Sunday meal prepping for four days. That saves me God knows how much time throughout the week because now I don't have to think about food. I don't have to go buy food, and I don't have to cook the food, and I feel amazing. And then I do the same thing on Friday for Friday through Sunday. So it saves me so much time, so it saves me so much energy, et cetera. You're not just sending, saving time. You're, you're buying back essentially mental bandwidth so you don't have to worry about cooking food. How many of you had a long day of work and yet now you gotta go home and cook dinner? What's that doing to you mentally? Because it's like an hour left in work and now you're like, you're going from the stress of work to, fuck, I gotta go home. Like, what am I gonna have for dinner? I gotta eat healthy. Like, I gotta get protein. What, what kind of carbs am I gonna cook? Oh my God, the potatoes are gonna take too long. Fuck, I gotta boil broccoli. Like, all, all of these thoughts are coming up and it's all because a lack of preparation. So, prepare. So come up with a list of six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, whatever you need, different protein sources that will equate what you need in a day. Then from there, just cycle them in. So then, you know, take the amount of meals you're eating a day, divide the amount of protein you need by the amount of meals that you're eating in a day. And a good rule of thumb, people always say one gram of protein per pound of body weight. This really depends on your goals, guys. Um, my recommendation, depending on how much weight you have to lose, is like 0.8 grams per, per pound of body weight. And so like if, and, and if you have a lot of weight to lose, I would use the weight that your target is. So um, if you are at 200 pounds and you wanna get to 150, multiply 150 times 0.8, and I actually think that might be 120. And then that's a pretty good place to be at. Now you can just do the one gram per pound of body weight, which works too, but I recommend 0.8 grams per pound of body weight. Some people have a hard time getting enough protein and that's a good place to start. So then divide that up by the three meals. I hope you guys are sticking with me here. Divide that up by the three meals, two meals, the four meals, whatever, and then start to plug in the gaps. So you know how much protein you need. I'm gonna have eight ounces of salmon whatever. That's one meal. And eight ounces of chicken over here. That's the other meal. Cool. We got that squared away. Now we got the protein. Now we need some type of complex carbohydrate. You want to have a well-rounded meal. No macronutrient is off limits. They're not bad for you. It's not carbs. It's the potato chips. It's not fats. It's the, you know, the soybean oil in your French fries. Um, so we want quality here. So pick a complex carbohydrate for each meal. And depending on your goals, if you got a lot of weight to lose um, or some weight to lose, maybe you hover in like the half a cup to a cup. If you don't have weight to lose and you maybe want to bulk or you just want to maintain, just do like a, a cup to two cups. And if you're a fat boy like me, just do as much as you want. Um, that's carbs, right? So we got protein. We know we know how many meals in a day we're eating. So we're eating three. I'm gonna I'm gonna have salmon, chicken, and right now what I'm doing is overnight oats. So salmon, chicken, and oats, and the oats, the protein's coming from my protein powder. So that squares those three meals away, right? Now I got my carbs, the oats obviously for breakfast, uh, sweet potatoes right now, and and coconut rice for my dinner. So I got my three meals, right? I got my protein, I got my carbs. Muy bueno. I don't even know. That, that means really good, right? I think. Anyway, so now fruits and vegetables. You can't overeat these things. I swear. This is just this again, my personal opinion. Um, but you cannot overeat fruits and vegetables. So have at it. I recommend people start like one to two cups of vegetables. 
but you know, you got to do what you got to do. So start with one cup, see how you feel. If you can eat some more food, go with the vegetables first. You're not going to overeat these. They're nutrient dense. They're going to have fiber. They're going to help you. So go there with the vegetables next. And if you want to substitute fruit in for some meals, by all means, still nutrient dense, a little bit sweeter, makes taste buds happy. I'm eating pineapple right now. I love it. And yeah, so then you plug in there. So we got the carbs, we got protein, we got some good complex carbohydrates, and then we got fruits or vegetables, right? Can't go wrong there. Maybe a cup, two cups, if that's where you're at, but like just have at it. Last thing is you wanna get some good sources of fat in. So with my examples, I mentioned coconut rice in the one meal. So I'm, I'm getting coconut milk in the rice when it cooks. So I don't add an additional source of fat in that meal. However, other meals, it's different. So with the, um, with the, overnight oats, I actually have like a small seed bar with them. If you guys haven't seen me plug them, they're amazing uh, protein bars. They've got like flax seeds and stuff like that in there. So it covers my nutrient, uh, nutritious, my fat nutrition value in, in that. So I have one of those. Um, sometimes maybe I will, what do I do? Oh, I'll add like flax seeds to my oats or something like that. And then for the other meal, I'm having like salmon or, or um, eggs and they have a lot of good fatty acids in as well, a lot of omega-3s and stuff to that effect, which is gonna be useful. And so that really covers the nutrition profile you wanna have in every meal. And then again, it really comes down to how many meals can you, my friend, eat in a day? Divide all this up by that. And that's the key right there. If you can only have two, only have two. If you can have three or four, cool. Um, but you gotta figure out what your lifestyle is all about, right? This is why I don't like doing meal plans for people because like, even if they're my client and I know about their lifestyle, it's like, there's so many variables that make you you that I can't account for. So let's work on this together. It's a little bit more work on your end um, and my end because I end up having to do a lot more research for people instead of just like, hey, here's a meal plan, do it. But it, it is ultimately at everyone's benefit. I learn more, you learn more, and, and you you get the results you want. So um, that's gonna be the basics of nutrition, guys. That's how you can set up a structure and meal plan. Like again, I can't emphasize enough how much structure and planning is going to help you long-term so much, so much, so much, so much. Don't sleep on it, guys, please, for the love of me. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna wrap it up there. Now, as far as the free gift I referenced, so when my clients sign up with me, they get a bunch of free stuff when they sign up. Well, I guess it's not free because they're paying me at that point. Um, but one of those things is, um, everything I just explained written out for them with a couple of samples on how to structure a meal plan. And then I walk them through it as well. Like we work on this together. Um, that comes with a whole nutritional list of whole foods with uh, good sources of protein, both plant-based and animal-based, um, carbs, fats, all the things, herbs, spices, all kinds, of, as much as I could possibly think of. So, um, I'd be willing, I'm, I'm going to be sending Anybody who reaches out to me based off the podcast, a free copy of it themselves. So if you're interested in this, again, it's a, a whole, it's a nutritional list with a guide to help you structure a meal plan for yourself. It has a whole list of food that you can choose from. So if you're just like, I don't know what to eat, cool. There's a whole list and all you have to do is pick one and try it out. And if you don't like it next week, try something different. I don't know if this is going to click to people, but I'm just going to say it. Stop being so emotionally attached to food. It's important for the taste good, but like if you don't know what your taste buds like yet, you're gonna have to experiment and see what works and what doesn't. And it's just that simple. Over the course of time, you'll learn, you'll adapt, you'll grow, and you'll have a good idea of what to eat and what not to eat. So if you guys want a copy of that, please shoot me a DM and say nutrition specifically on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, TikTok's a little bit trickier if you go down that route, um, but Facebook or Instagram. All the links will be in the show notes um, to contact me over there. So if you guys took anything from this episode, please leave a rate and review on iTunes. That shit really, really, really does mean a lot. 
Uh, you guys have no idea. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea if you have no idea. Um, but it really does go a long way, and I would really appreciate that stuff. Um, but only do it if you take something from this. If you don't like what I'm saying, then you know, tell me to fuck off. That's cool. Anyway, thank you guys. I hope you all have an awesome day, week, year, whatever, wherever you're at in your life. And I'll check you out in the next episode. Peace.